Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Thank you so much for listening to this teaching, and I believe that the Lord will speak to you many things to help you to be strong, to be victorious, and the Lord can make you to become an overcomer in your life. You can have victory over any kind of problem that comes against you. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that you love us so much, you cares for us, and you. Really wants to train us to become a soldier of Christ, and you want us to be more than a conqueror on this planet Earth. And we can give you all the glory and honor, Father. We ask your Holy Spirit to be our teacher in this class, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I would like to talk again about the overcoming life. Last time we learned about uh, overcoming problems. In our life today, I would like to continue to talk again that you can become an overcomer. In the last session, we learned that there are two reasons that caused problems in our life. I want to review a little bit. The first reason is our own sinful nature. When we walk in sin, we will reap in destruction, death. And corruption, and the reality is this: everybody, including me, have the sinful nature. But thank God, the Holy Spirit came into our life after we received Jesus Christ, and we have been filled with the Holy Spirit again and again. And we received the fire of God to cleanse, to purge the sinful bondage and nature in our life. So as we sin less and less, as we grow spiritually to become more like Jesus, we can have more victory in life. This is the reason why I would like to see my brother and sister in the church be filled with the Holy Spirit and touched by the fire of God. The second cause of problems in life is our enemy, the devil or Satan. The devil controls this world and he sent his army. Evil spirits to attack people. The evil spirit can come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. They can steal money from you. They can steal relationship from you, your kids, or your job from you. They can kill your marriage. They can cause sickness and disease and accident and poverty and all kinds of problem. And we need to learn how to fight with. Demonic spirits, and we know to how to resist the devil. I would like to encourage you to listen to the teaching, demonology that I produced many years ago, or our unseen enemies. We need to know how the devil works and how demons attack people, including you and me. And not only that, we learn that in our life. On earth here, all of us, no exception, will face 
trials and temptations. Temptations come from Satan. He will try to cause us to sin and talk to us, encourage us to rebel against God and disobey God. But God also allow us to face some difficulties in life to test our heart condition, whether we really love Him or not. We are the real believer or not. He's gonna test our life, and there are many kinds of tests in this world: the test of time, the test of obedience, the test of loyalty, the test of commitment. God allows all these tests to come in, so that after we pass the test, we can be promoted, and we can be used by God even in a greater dimension. In order to be an overcomer, we need to understand all the causes of problems of our life on this planet Earth. The problem that happened in our life can be caused by another cause. That is God's discipline. God is judge, and God can discipline us when we commit sin or rebel against Him or disobey Him. Definitely, we can. Reconcile to Him, and we can repent and turn away from sin. We can ask God for forgiveness, and God always forgive us, and He will not remember our past mistake. But if we walk in sin, we keep disobeying Him. Eventually, the Lord will allow us to face discipline. The Book of Hebrews, chapter twelve, verses five to eleven. And you have forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. We are sons and daughters of God. God say, "My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when He rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those He loves. He punishes everyone He accepts as a son. Endure hardship as." Discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who discipline us, and we respected them for it. How much more? Should we submit to the Father of our spirits and live? Our fathers discipline us for a little while, as they thought best. But God discipline us for our good, that we may share in His holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness. And peace for those who have been trained by it. The Bible talked about God discipline. In other words, God spanks us when we rebel against Him. I and Pastor Da, my wife, have been disciplined by God many times. I don't want to share with you what happened to us when we were new believers. We rebel against God in certain area. Part of it because we were ignorant; we did not know the Bible. Therefore, we sinned against God, and God stopped 
us, especially me. God stopped me from sinning by sending discipline to me, and I woke up and say, "Oop, ah, I think I need to stop doing this. It's painful to go through the discipline of God." I and my wife have less of those now because we grow up a lot and we are very obedient to God. We really have the reverent fear toward the Lord. Therefore, whenever God to speak to us a little bit, that hey. Stop that! I stop right away. I repent right away. I don't want to come to the point that God need to spank me. I remember when our children were young. Pastor Da, my wife, always corrected our children, and she put a rod in a closet. That rod was in the top shelf, that the little kids cannot pick it up and throw it away. I remember that. Any time our children start to rebel, Pastor Da would walk to that corset and pull out that rod. Oh, I remember they all ran everywhere into their room. They afraid of being spanked. But Pastor Da was very serious. She really disciplined our children, and that is the reason why today all of our three children are very obedient. They love God. They they are not. Play around; they did not sin against God. God used parents to be His representative, to train and to discipline the children, so that then when they grow up, they will have the reverent fear toward the Lord. They learn that discipline is real. When you read the Bible, you can see that God disciplined many servants in the Bible. For example, when King David. Sinned against God by committing adultery. He took a woman from a man who was his servant and forced her to be his wife. And not only that, he planned to kill the husband, send him out to the front line of the war, of the battle. And that man really was killed in the battle. God was not happy with King David. King David has all authority, anointing, anything he can have. But why he has to steal a woman from another man? God allowed discipline to happen to him. God brought calamity to his household. But after he repented and confessed his sin to God, God forgave him completely and blessed him later. I would like to read this story in Second Samuel. Chapter twelve, verses ten to eighteen. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house. You are mean, David's house. But you, David, you have despised me. You know when you sin against God, when you rebelled, you despised God, because God loved you so much. He sent His Son to die for you, but you still want to challenge Him, and you purposefully want to. Say to him that I don't care what you say. I'm gonna do my way. You are despising God when you sin against God, and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord: Behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house, and I will take your wife before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wife in the sight of. This son, for you did it secretly, 
but I will do this thing before all Israel, before the sun. So David said to Nathan. Nathan was a prophet whom God used to come and warn him of his sin, and prophesied that David would be disciplined by the Lord. I have sinned against the Lord. When you are corrected or you are warned by God, either through the sermon, through reading the Bible, by the Holy Spirit, or by your Christian friend, or by your pastor or leaders, I beg you that you should repent right away and admit that you have sinned against the Lord. Don't give excuses. Don't try to argue. I notice a lot of people say this way. Oh, I know the Lord loved me. Oh, I know God has mercy on me, and I know God wants me to do this. Pause for a while and then say, "But I believe God understands me; that I don't need to do those things. God still have mercy on me. That is an excuse, and I don't want you guys to be those who give excuses all the time. Please repent completely and turn away from your rebellious way." And Nathan said to David. The Lord also has put away your sin; you shall not die. So when David sinned, he should be punished, and he should die. However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the enemies of the Lord look down upon the Lord, because Christian sins against God. When I heard non-believers speak to me about The sin of the churches and leaders in the body of Christ, I felt so bad because I know the Lord really was blasphemed by these people. Remember this, brother and sister: love the Lord your God. Don't sin against God in your words, your action, or your attitude. Because when you act that way, when you say something bad. In public or behind the scene, people who watch your life will really blaspheme or look down upon our heavenly Father. The child also who is born to you shall surely die. Then Nathan departed to his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and it became ill. David therefore pleaded with God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. So the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. Then on the seventh day it came to pass that the child died, and the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, "Indeed, while the child was alive, we spoke to him, and he would not heed our voice. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He may do some harm." My brother and sister, we learn from this story that when we sin against the Lord, and if we don't repent, the Lord has to stop us. Sometimes when we sin, and keep sinning, and keep sinning. We may go downhill to the point that we walked away from the Lord completely, and we will lose our salvation, and we will not go to heaven. I have seen that many times in my life. People came to my church; 
but they did not want to listen to God. They have rebellious attitude, and I met them a few years later. They completely say no to Jesus. They were not safe anymore. You see, God has to stop that before we really lose our salvation. God disciplined David, but who suffer? His wife, his child suffer. The Lord has mercy on David, and David did not die. What I learned from David's lesson is that the curse can go down to the third and fourth generation. When a father sins, the bad things can happen to his children, grandchildren, and great grandchildren. I don't know about you. I love my children very much, and I love my church members. I don't want to sin against the Lord because I don't want anything wrong happen to my children and my church members. I want to shut the door of my house against the devil. I want to shut the door of the church against Satan, that he cannot send any demon to come in and destroy my church members. I don't want God to discipline me, and that discipline may come down to. Other people around me and under me. Today, I went to have lunch with my wife and two members in the church, and we were talking about a young man who was doing well until he turned around eight and nine years old, and suddenly the dad start to drink, get drunk, and he claimed to be a Christian, and he also start to practice some sexual immorality. The wife. And the husband, the dad, and the mom fought in the house, keep fighting. They did not divorce. But you know what happened? When this young boy turned ten years old, he saw all of this chaos in the house. He backslid. He did not want to follow God, and he now is under drug. He got drug addiction like his dad. He could not finish his school. He could not find a good work. It's so sad. Dad and mom repent as soon as possible, because the problem can go down to the third and fourth generations. I would like all to encourage all of you to really repent as soon as possible. And if you read the story of people in the Bible everywhere, Abraham, when Abraham sinned against God, something happened. God disciplined him. When Jacob sinned against God, God disciplined him. We can see that this happened all over the Bible. Sinning that lead to God's discipline bring problems to our life. Another problem that can happen in our life is suffering for Christ. In fact, it is our privilege to serve the Lord and follow Jesus and preach the good news, build the kingdom. Build the church, but as we follow Jesus Christ, we may be persecuted, and we may face some suffering. But the grace of God will be sufficient for us in every situation. In First Peter chapter two, verse twenty-one, the Bible say, "To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you. He went to the cross. He was nailed on the cross. He was whipped. He was ridiculed." The crowd of thorns were on his head. He suffered for us, leaving you an example 
that you should follow in His steps. Jesus received the glory from the Father after He suffered many things for mankind. In the same way, we will receive glory after we go through sufferings for Him. Sometimes God allows us to be despised, to be rejected, to be mocked, or persecuted for His name's sake, so that we will fully understand. Christ's suffering on the cross. God will give us sufficient grace when we face suffering and persecution for Him. I believe that many of you have faced those kind of situation. You might have lost your friends that you love because you become a Christian and they walk away from you. Some of you may have a beautiful girlfriend, but after you give your life to Jesus. That girlfriend did not want to do anything with Jesus Christ and say bye bye. I cannot find a new boyfriend. You lose your girlfriend because you follow Jesus Christ, or you may be rejected by your friend, by your relative. Some people even go to jail because they preach the gospel. Some people were even killed for the sake of the gospel. The suffering that come. From following Jesus Christ, usually either rejection, persecution, or torture by people, don't mix it with the curse that come from sin. The curse that come from sin is sickness, poverty, failure, unfruitfulness, mental disease, accident. All these things come from the curses of sin. But the suffering that come from following Jesus Christ are usually persecution or getting attacked by people, rejected by people, or go to jail. And if we die for Christ, we will be in heaven. So we still need to pray for protection as we follow Christ and serve Him. First Corinthians chapter ten verse thirteen. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful; He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out, so that you can stand up under it. All of us will face similar kind of temptations and tests. All of us gonna face some persecution and suffering for the sake of the name of Jesus Christ. We're gonna face some attack of the enemy, and we sometimes sin against God because we are human. We make mistake, and we may face discipline. Romans chapter eight verse seventeen. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in His sufferings. In order that we may also share in His glory, brothers and sisters, when you are persecuted, when you are rejected, or attacked by people because of Jesus Christ, not because you sin or cheat people or steal from people, when you live a good life, a godly life, you are uncommon, just like the three Hebrew men in the time of Babylon. Who were thrown into the fiery furnace, or just like Daniel, who was thrown into the lion den, because they did not compromise. They walk a godly life. God said that He will 
give you the glory. He will bless you, and he will give you favor. And when you go to heaven, you gonna have high glory in heaven. Therefore, when you face suffering for Christ, don't complain, don't be sad, don't cry. You say, "Thank you, Lord, that I am able to share the suffering of Christ on earth." Actually, any time I face suffering because of the ministry, I always remind myself I was not put in jail yet, like Apostle Paul and Peter. I have never been hanged on the cross like Jesus Christ. No one shoot me yet. This suffering, compared to Jesus Christ and to the apostles in the early church time, are nothing. Therefore, I smile, and I notice every time I keep my attitude right in any situation. The Lord always have enough grace for me to pass through. As a pastor, sometimes I face rejection from people, or some people don't like me. And they will criticize and attack me. I just smile. I just love them, pray for them. I don't get mad. I let God be the judge. My God is my vindicator. My God is my protector. He will deal with those people. For me, I keep running my race. I keep preaching the gospel. Keep loving people, building His churches, and do the right thing. I will keep doing what God. Has called me to do. I will not let all these people who persecute me or any situation in my life to be distracted away from the calling of God in my life. I want to encourage all of you: don't be discouraged when you face sufferings, and when you face God discipline, repent and thank God that He stopped you before you go too deep and you get into trouble. And when Satan attack you, you resist the devil. And when you realize that you are living in sin, repent as soon as possible, and continue to please the Lord, love the Lord, and don't follow the way of the world. You may look strange, you may look uncommon and peculiar in the eyes of the world. Your non-Christian friend may think that you're crazy. You are weird, but stand on the truth of God. Follow God, because you cannot depend on man's love. God loves you, and He is the answer to your life. He is the one who can open the door for you for the great thing to happen. He is the one who can provide for you, protect you, heal you, bless you, and give rewards to you. When you go to heaven, therefore, make decision that you're going to please the Lord your God all the days of your life, and the problem that come from your own sin will be less and less. The problem that come from the devil will be put away by the angels of the Lord. He will fight the battle for you. You always have victory. You are more than conqueror, and you. Shall be an overcomer. You shall be a victor, not a victim, because you follow the Lord. Next time we're going to learn biblical principle, how to overcome problems in your life. Before I close in prayer, I would like to ask you a couple questions. Please answer these questions 
write it down or type it up and send to your mentor or your pastor. The first question: Have you ever been disciplined by God? Did you repent right away? Was it painful? Think about it. Number two: Have you ever faced persecutions, attacks, or rejections from people because you serve the Lord Jesus Christ? Can you share what happened to you? Write it down. A brief summary of what happened to you, and you say, "Praise the Lord." I will have more glory because I passed this test, and I never reject Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you so much. I hope to see you in the next lesson. This is lesson number forty, and next one going to be forty-one. We will continue to learn about how to overcome problems in our life. Father in heaven, we thank you so much, Lord, that you really. Shine the light into our spirit, and help us to understand what we will face on this earth, and we will be very alert, watchful. We will know who our enemy is, and we can resist the enemy, and we will always have victory over any problem in life, Father, by your grace. Father, I pray that you shower your grace upon everyone who is listening to this teaching, and they shall have strength, power, wisdom, how to walk the walk of faith on this earth, and they shall be victorious people in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.